And we are back on another episode of The World According to Us. Alright, listeners. Today's episode is basically about the um, breaking news that uh, we just heard this post-Thanksgiving Day weekend, which I guess now we call the Indigenous Peoples Day. And the news that is breaking is about one former police officer, Minnesota police officer, murderer, um, Derek Chauvin being stabbed in a federal prison in uh, Tucson, Arizona. They're being very sparse with the details in terms of the news release, saying that he was stabbed by a fellow inmate and that life-saving measures had to be performed on him prior to him being transported to an area hospital or a prison hospital or some prison facility that he could get treatment. I know immediate thoughts for uh, a lot of people on both sides of the case. If you're in support of law enforcement, you're going to say this is a horrible tragedy that he should never have been uh, convicted, that uh, he didn't kill George Floyd. Um, It was fentanyl. It was an enlarged heart and heart disease. Um, It was anything and everything under the sun other than the fact that he was uh, pinned, crushed to the pavement, or should we say the the street, and then had full body weight of several officers crushing him into the ground from his legs, back, and ultimately his neck over nine and a half minutes until he was deceased. That's your your stance. We we get that. Nobody's going to try to uh, convince you that that's not what you think didn't happen. Obviously, um, if you're on the side of uh, former officer Derek Chauvin, you'll believe that kneeling on somebody's neck, lynching them, or as they called the uh, martial arts uh, man who testified that it was a blood choke, you'll think that, yeah, it was everything and anything else but what actually what we all witnessed on video. Just like in the case of Eric Garner, who still to this day received no justice. But that's another tangent for another day. If you're on the other side of this case and are not delusional and can actually use your eyes and their common sense and see reality for what it is. You'll recognize that not only is this man, Derek Chauvin, guilty of murder and the apologists, the fellow police officers who had his back, who lied, who testified that they did nothing wrong, who investigated themselves and found no wrongdoing, the corrupt medical examiner that they were using to testify initially to cover it up and claim that it wasn't uh, the deprivation of oxygen and the crushing of him and not allowing his uh, body to his chest to rise and fall to expand to take in and exhale air that that's not what killed him that it was fentanyl in the system which surprisingly hadn't killed him in all the time that he'd been using it apparently we know that 
people are going to want to believe what they want to believe, no matter what. And in this country that is built and founded upon racism, it is not going to be surprising that the racists who support what happened to George Floyd will do the gaslighting and make those arguments that are contrary to what actual physical evidence exists and what everybody else can see with their naked eyes. Um, on that note, I'll say that the news of him being stabbed to death coming a day after Thanksgiving uh, seems very odd. I don't know the timing of it. Why did this happen now? Um, people are saying, how did this happen? They thought he would be safer in federal prison. I believe that reports are saying that uh, he requested that he serve in the federal prison versus state prison because he would be safer from general population. And somehow it didn't seem to matter. He got that knife work just the same. Um, thoughts on that? I'm not a person to say that. Um, well, let me let me rephrase. When you cold-bloodedly kill somebody on camera, deliberately, purposefully, watching people, menacing people to prevent them from even stopping you from doing what you're doing under the color of law, because you have a gun and a badge and a uniform, and several of your buddies backing you up who are also armed and can use lethal force. Um, it's hard to muster any sort of sympathy for you when uh, comeuppance comes your way. It's hard for most people who are human beings to know that you got a light sentence for basically premeditated murder, in my opinion. People will call it all oh, a second degree murder because there was no intent. He didn't mean to kill him. It was an accident. No, 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 no. You have eyes to see and you're not mentally ill and warped in your thinking. You'll know that he killed him on purpose on camera in front of everybody. Deliberately. So much so that even after the man was deceased, even after he went limp and was no longer moving, was no longer breathing. Where his body relaxed and released the fluids. Even when the EMTs came, they had to drag him off. They had to pull him off of George Floyd's dead body. Think about that. The guy is already dead now, and you're still refusing to take your knee off of his neck. But you want everybody else to believe that that's not intentional. And the supporters of you, the demons, the devils, the racists who share that same viewpoint. They only reveal themselves to everybody today. Nothing has changed from the time of uh, slavery or racism that has been embedded in the fabric of America's founding. From the killing of the indigenous people, which actually kind of ties into this whole quote unquote Thanksgiving holiday. Because a lot of us didn't even realize or we were indoctrinated in school from youth not to know the truth, not to know that the true indigenous, quote unquote, Native Americans, a.k.a. black people who were already here, who were massacred and slaughtered and put on reservations and deprived of their land, who were sickened by the colonizers who came over here 
under the false pretense of friendship, only to steal the resources and take over the country. Would have you believe that they're giving thanksgiving because they were able to sit down with the natives and share a meal in friendship while they supposedly purchased Manhattan for what was it, the equivalent of $24. These are the things that we were taught growing up. Not the truth about the resistance, the rebellion against the colonization and usurpation of the national sovereignty of the indigenous people. Now, getting back to Derek Chauvin and the racist supporters who are constantly spewing gaslighting nonsensical arguments about fentanyl. I notice, and it could be that there are bots that are in the comments in a lot of these uh, different video clips that you'll see online where they're talking about Derek Chauvin being stabbed. When you can think and believe that any sliver of hope to get this guy out, you say, oh, just go back and listen to the medical examiner. This is a paid, bought and paid for medical examiner on the side of Derek Chauvin's defense. Of course, he's going to say it wasn't what it was, that it was fentanyl and it was a heart disease that killed him. Isn't it interesting to note, prior to his run-in with Derek Chauvin, the fentanyl, the heart disease, did not kill Mr. Floyd. Why is that? So these people only reveal themselves in their blatant, willful, obtuse takes on the fact that you witness somebody get lynched in broad daylight and blame it on something else. You have no credibility, at least in, not in my opinion. But you're entitled to that, that viewpoint. That's the viewpoint you want to have. You have it. Don't complain when it happens back to you. Don't complain when it happens to anybody that you support or anybody that you love and care about. Because remember, what's good for the goose is always good for the gander. We'll be right back after the short break. And we're back after that brief break. And I want to clarify um, something I mentioned in the previous uh, segment. Um, I mistakenly had mentioned that uh, Derek Chauvin had been stabbed to death. That's not what they reported in the news. Maybe that was um, <laughs> a Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> what I'll say is they're saying that he was rushed to some medical facility for treatment that he... Uh, at least according to one of the last uh, news reports I saw, um, is expected to survive. So there's that. Um, some people will say, you know, whoever the inmate was that stabbed him, uh, they need to put some some commissary or put some money on his commissary, uh, take care of him or whatever it is. They're not releasing the name of that person just yet either, as far as I can tell. Um, I'm sure that's going to come out sooner than later. Um, and he'll be facing whatever charges for the assault and uh, the stabbing of one Derek Chauvin. Um, I don't think it's by coincidence that this happened. I think that there is a lot more going on behind the scenes than we know. And 
whatever the outcome, my viewpoint has always been the sentence that Derek Chauvin received for murdering George Floyd was not severe enough. Based on the totality of everything, what I saw, 22 years where he will probably serve a third of that is nowhere near enough time for first degree murder. That man should have been facing life in prison without the possibility of parole. His accomplices should have also been getting sentences of the equivalent because they aided in it actively. And that goes to the whole issue of why we need accountability and police reform and the abolishment of qualified immunity. Will we ever see that in this lifetime? I I don't know because we live in an ever increasingly uh, demonic and oppressive police state where the cops are actually above the law while they're supposedly enforcing it. And it's the only profession that I can see, as far as you can tell, across the country where you mess up in your profession and the police unions or the unions of the uh, industry you're in come to bat for you, allow you to keep your job, allow you to have a paid time off from work, and most likely you get promoted after once they finish investigating themselves and find no wrongdoing. This has been the standard operating procedure um, for a long time now in the country. No independent body investigating the police, investigating uh, what happens when it goes to the DA. There's no separation of powers there. There's always a conflict of interest. And because of that, there's an unwillingness and a protected system of covering up and corruption. DAs don't want to prosecute the police officers that they work with on a daily basis, that they make cases against the public. Um, Oftentimes you have these fragile, egotistical, narcissistic, power-tripping people who are sociopaths masquerading as law enforcement exacting whatever warped sense of justice they want on the public at large. They could have a bad day. Somebody is not compliant enough with them or doesn't give them enough uh, kowtowing and deference, and they escalate from zero to 60 and abuse their authority that they've been entrusted with. And then, even when it's caught on camera, they're actively muting their body cameras obscuring the view of the body camera or in some cases just turning it off altogether the handful of times that we've seen real exposition of the blatant disregard for the actual law that they're supposed to be upholding where they are so oblivious that they even forget that they have their body cameras recording them doing violating people's rights violating the constitutional rights of the citizens in broad daylight, under the color of law, and then acting surprised when they get called out for it. I mean, what? I'm I'm not allowed to do that? No, no, no. It's it's our policy. We're allowed to do that. No, no, no. You can't tell me that. Who do you think you are? Lower your voice. You know, talking to people like their children, grown men and women, 
but they expect you to have all the respect for them that they're not, you know, extending to you as far as a courtesy. Um, I don't know. I don't have much else really to add to this case other than we have to wait and see what other uh, tidbits they release in terms of the details of his condition. Um, how it was that it came to be that he got stabbed, where it was he got stabbed, um, and whether or not that means that he's going to be released early or moved to a different facility once he's uh, on demand. You know, um, all of these things come into to question. Apparently, they're saying that he was in the middle of an appeal of the conviction, which I don't think will go anywhere or it shouldn't unless the judge whoever hears their appeal is completely corrupt as well and a racist and wants to thwart justice and I can't even call it true justice because again George Floyd is gone he's not coming back his family's forever impacted and the person who did it gets a slap on the wrist in my opinion there are people who are in jail for selling weed or selling cocaine or whatever that got far longer sentences and didn't kill anybody so that just goes to show you the level of corruption and the two tiers or maybe it's multiple tiers of the judicial system how it works how the punishments are meted out what's considered value and what's not whose lives are considered worthless and who's not and I really don't feel like I need to say anything else other than there's a day of judgment coming and that quickly so even with man's failings we shouldn't be fooled into believing that that's all there is to it if man doesn't give you know another man justice that you know that's the end of it that there's not going to be any uh having to answer for all of that the bill always comes due so on that note and until we have a new update i'll say stay safe stay blessed stay prayed up check on your loved ones and watch yourself around law enforcement know your rights learn the laws because it's clear that interactions with police more often than not can end up bad for you take care